Welcome to The Truth Reveal, where we're breaking the chains of mental slavery by giving you the solution to every problem, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Thank you for returning to another episode of Truth Reveal, beloved. Today, we're going to talk about why the Democrats are taking us to war with Russia. What are these people doing to America? They are killing us. They're killing us. They're killing us. They're killing us. This war in Russia, this war with Ukraine, this is inevitable that we will go to war with Russia because these Democrat, these these people that are in position of power over our foreign policies are saying the craziest things. These same people who came with the Steele dossier, the Adam Schiff's, the Nancy Pelosi's, and all of these people who caused these whole hoax while Donald Trump was in there, the, the White House. These people are now siding with Ukraine, saying that we are going to do whatever it takes to win this war. We're now aligning ourselves with a power, a democracy in Ukraine that is fighting against a superpower in Russia that has nuclear weapons that Putin has already been telling us that he will use them. See, look, America, if you liken America to Russia right now under the the presidency of Joe Biden, America is considered the Scarface. Listen now. Russia under Putin is considered Sosa. If you know anything about the movie Scarface, Scarface took Sosa to war because Sosa told him to kill somebody who was bringing down their organization. Now, when Scarface didn't do it because the children were involved, listen to me now, follow me. Sosa then put a hit out on Scarface to kill him. Scarface went to war with Sosa and lost. The same thing because President Biden has not taken charge of what's going on and to understand that when you align yourself with the enemy of the enemy, you become the enemy of that enemy. And the enemy that you become the enemy of has power to destroy you. This is what I'm saying. We're dealing with nuclear armed weapon. It would be the total opposite if Trump was in the White House because he already said in the interview, he said he spoke to Putin and Putin kept using the nuclear word. He said, we ain't going to be using the N word. <laughs> I ain't talking about nigga. <laughs> he talking about nuclear. He said, we ain't going to be using the N word because I got a button too. And my button is bigger than yours. This is what Trump told Putin. We ain't playing. But see, Joe Biden is the total opposite of Trump. As you can see, he did everything that Trump did to bring this America uh, uh, economy back on track. What did Biden do? He ripped everything that Trump did down. Keystone Pipeline. Uh, 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 Everything that Trump did, whatever it was, he did the total opposite. So you have to understand that if Trump was building back America... He was firing them people in the swamp that wasn't doing their jobs because that was his whole thing. You know, he in The Apprentice, if you didn't do the job, he fired you. And that's what he did when he went on Capitol Hill. That's why the people in the swamp didn't want him there because he was firing them folks who been there for 40 and 50 years and ain't been doing nothing. Trump wanted results and we were getting results. Gas was (laughs) $1.75. Come on now. Food was not 
uh, $8 for a gallon of milk. <laughs> you understand? It's so you you got to understand our economy was getting back on track, even under the, the, the force of the pandemic. You understand? We were still getting out there. Donald Trump didn't even want us to shut down. Wear your mask and keep going because he understood that you got to keep moving forward. You understand? But what did Joe Biden do? The total opposite, because that's what the Democrats do. The Democrats, I call them. They want you to depend on them. See, once you cut everything and you depend on them, they can now tell you what to do and you must do it because they're providing folks with the income and the means to live. See, once he mandated that on September 9th, uh, 29th, 2022, 21, uh, that killed a lot of folks' jobs when they made it mandatory that you take the vaccinations. So a lot of things people don't understand that this this so-called 3.6% unemployment rate is, is a fugazi. <laughs> it has to be a fugazi because they lifted the mandates because people were getting fired left and right. And these employers were complaining to the government about they needed help. Listen now, so they lifted the mandates. This is what I'm saying. And now we're about to go to war. We are about to go to war. I'm talking about you're going to see soldiers in the streets of America, man. It's about to get bad because what Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff just did. Let me let you listen to it because y'all, 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 people don't believe nothing until they hear it themselves because they ain't, they ain't dealing with faith. You know, this is this is the Eros uh situation that we're dealing with. It's the lustful love. It ain't the real love where you I got to get myself together and understand that I don't have long but I want you to hear this out of the horse's mouth. Wait. So what would you do right now in Ukraine if you were the president? Putin uses the N-word. I call it the N-word. He uses the N-word, the nuclear word Uh all the time. That's a no-no. You're not supposed to do that. He uses it on a daily basis. And everybody's so afraid, so afraid, so afraid. And as they're afraid, he uses it more and more. That's why he's doing the That's kind right. of things he's, he's doing. Praying off he's the doing them because he thinks nobody's going to ever attack us mm-hmm. because they're all stupid and they're afraid to talk I about totally it. I totally agree with you. Okay? So what would you and do instead about of, Excuse me. It's yeah, a little complicated. Oh, sorry. Instead of, you know, kowtowing, instead of Biden saying, oh... He's got nuclear weapons. He keeps saying he's got new. We have better weapons. We have the greatest submarine power in history. So what would you say and do? I would say we have far more than you do, far, far more powerful than you. And you can't use that word ever again. You cannot use the nuclear word ever again. And if you do, we're going to have problems. Okay, you heard that. Now here, here's Biden's response. Let's check in with the leader of the free world whose brain appeared to break again. In the past week, the president seemed to struggle when talking about all sorts of things, including what his administration was doing about Russia. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy. The guys who are the kleptocracies. But these are bad guys. This legislative package strengthens our law enforcement capabilities. And it didn't get any better when Biden tried to recite an important date. Parenthetically, if you think about it, 
What was the reason why we led the world beginning around 1905, 6, and 7, and 8? What is the Sesame Street number of the day? Ah, ah. 1905, 6, and 7, and 8. I'm sorry, that was too funny not to play. And things only got worse when Biden called the National Hockey League Commissioner, Gary Bettman, Batman. Keep your eye on the hockey player behind Biden who can't help but crack up laughing. I want to thank Commissioner Gary Batman for being here as well. And uh, at the risk of stating the obvious here, it's a pretty good time to be in a sports fan. And see, the problem is they're laughing at Biden, but it's not a funny thing because, like I said uh, in my previous audios, my stepdad had dementia and Alzheimer's, and I saw the signs, and Biden, is, he has the same symptoms. And it's not a laughing matter, people, because at the end, my mom had to put him in the home because he was yelling at himself in the mirror because he forgot what he looked like. You know, he was real uh, aggressive with everybody, and and it was a sad situation. But people are cracking up, laughing at Biden. And I'm telling folks, because I lived in that situation with uh, my stepdad having Alzheimer's and dementia, it's not a laughing situation. And you got the guy who is supposed to be the leader of the free world. He's the leader of the free world up here giving gaff after gaff and everybody's laughing and everything, but it's not a laughing matter. We have no idea what we're in for. And here it is. The same guy, the same Democrat party is going to war with a nuclear power in Russia. This is this is this is this is a serious situation, but people don't think it can happen. They don't understand what's going on. They don't understand what's going on. If they push them buttons, if Putin push his button and Biden somehow pushes the button for this world will be gone by fire. Yeah, Don, uh, uh, what's his name? Bill Gates came on the TED Talk 2015 talking about we worried about nuclear war. But it's going to be a, a, a biological war that we got to deal with. Re- go do your research on that. It looks like it's about to be a nuclear war. So what do you think is going to happen now that they, Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi met with the president of Ukraine and said that they will do anything in their means to have victory for Ukraine. They've given uh, uh, the president of Ukraine a blank check they've given him a blank check and said we will do anything to win this war You listen I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play that clip and then I'm going to be gone listen election day 2016 virtually nobody in Washington D.C. thought Donald Trump could win and they didn't think that because the entire press corps had been telling them for months that Trump had, as they always put it, literally no chance, not even as an abstract theoretical matter. This wasn't actually a race. In fact, come November 8th, you'll remember this, Donald Trump was going to be drowned by a towering blue tsunami and swept away forever, along with the rest of the Republican Party, the collaborators anyway. And polling numbers seemed to confirm that this was going to happen. And so, by the way, did the private betting markets. At least one of those markets had set the spread at 80-20 for Hillary Clinton that morning. In the end, of course, they were not only wrong, they were hilariously wrong. By midnight, Trump had won. 
and a lot of highly educated, extremely well-credentialed people suddenly looked ridiculous. Hillary Clinton herself was so shocked by the results that night that she refused to give a concession speech. She went to bed hoping it was just a dream. Now, you probably remember all of that very well, but it was what happened next in the days between the election and Thanksgiving that it turns out in a lot of ways was much more important. What happened during that period set the course for where we are right now. And where we are right now is speeding toward one of the great disasters in our history. So the leaders of the Democratic Party couldn't, in effect, handle the outcome of the 2016 election. They snapped under the strain of it, under the crushed expectations. But rather than look inward and assess their own role in the disaster, what did we do wrong? Why did voters reject us? And other questions that emotionally mature adults might have asked, Democratic leaders instead immediately set out to find somebody else to blame for the election results. And soon they settled on Russia. Vladimir Putin got Donald Trump elected, they told us. Hillary Clinton said that repeatedly. Now, at first, it was hard to take any of it very seriously. We tried, but there was no evidence it was true at all. And so a rational person concluded the obvious. This was a childish psychological defense mechanism. It was not a factual claim. And yet they kept saying it in the face of no evidence. And over time, they began acting on it like it was true. And then even over more time, they paralyzed the entire federal government for years, fruitlessly trying to prove the core claims of Russiagate. But they never could because those claims weren't true. And yet, critically, they clung to those claims. They never stopped repeating the talking point. The Russian government, quote, hacked our election. That was Jen Psaki not long ago saying it out loud like it were true. Now, here's the context. As she said that, Psaki was trying to explain why the Biden administration is, in effect, working to overthrow the Russian government right now. And for once, Jen Psaki was telling the truth. That is why. Democrats have convinced themselves that Russia stole the presidency, which rightfully belonged to Hillary Clinton. And they mean it when they say it. And that's why they are taking us to war with Russia. Now, there are a lot of things going on here, a lot of threads, as in any big story. But on some level, the core motivation is just that simple. Here's we know it's not. We know the war in Ukraine is not about saving democracy, please. We know it's not about protecting the sacred borders of a sovereign country. We know the Biden administration doesn't care about those principles because they run our country and we see how they act. And we know for dead certain, and this comes as sad news to a lot of Americans who are compassionate, but we know now that the war in Ukraine is certainly not about helping the Ukrainian people, those poor people. Many more Ukrainian civilians will die, certainly, thanks to the Biden administration's policies. If you wanted to save Ukraine, its people, its infrastructure, its nation, you would push for a settlement now. You would have done it two months ago, but they're not doing that. They've rejected it out of hand. So that's not their goal, saving Ukraine, saving human lives. No, that's not their goal. Instead, the war in Ukraine is designed to cause regime change in Moscow. They want to topple the Russian government. That would be payback for the 2016 election. So this is the logical, maybe the inevitable end stage of Russiagate. Now, we should have seen this coming because they said it out loud years ago. Here's Adam Schiff from two years ago predicting it, saying it. Watch this. As one witness put it during our impeachment inquiry, the United States aids Ukraine and her people so that we can fight Russia over there and we don't have to fight Russia here. So we arm Ukraine so we can fight Russia. Now, how many Americans, whatever you think of Putin, probably not much, justifiably, probably don't have a lot of interest in moving to Russia, but how many Americans then or now want to, quote, fight Russia? A very small group. 
But Adam Schiff said it out loud at the time in the House of Representatives. We don't arm Ukraine so we can help the Ukrainians. They're merely unfortunate pawns in all of this. We arm Ukraine so that we can punish Russia. Why? For stealing Hillary Clinton's coronation. If only we had taken Adam Schiff seriously as he said it again and again and again. But now we can't help but take Adam Schiff seriously because he's one of the prime movers of this war. Adam Schiff spent this weekend in Eastern Europe checking on the progress of the war he has done so much to bring about. He traveled there with Nancy Pelosi and a number of other of the most conspiracy-minded Democrats in Congress. These are the Russiagate true believers seeing their theory come to fruition. That's what this is. Here's the group, Pelosi, Schiff, and the rest, meeting with the president of Ukraine. Nice to meet you. Thank you for coming. Pleasure to meet you. Jim McGovern from Massachusetts. Nice to meet you. Thank you for reminding me. President, good to see you again. Yes. Adam Schiff from California. You're very welcome. Glad to meet you. So how did Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi wind up in charge of America's foreign policy as we stand on the cusp of a third world war? And why are Republicans supporting them? And what happens when you put people with a demonstrated lack of boundaries or self-control or wisdom in charge of something as important as the fate of nations? Well, here's what happens. Watch as one after the other, the Democrats you just saw on tape, announce that this regime change is not nearly over. In fact, this war has just begun. Watch. But one thing is really clear that this delegation wanted to send, but also President Biden has made very clear with his most recent aid package request. It is a historic request uh, that we're going to push hard in the United States Congress to help pass. And it sends a very simple message. We are not interested in stalemates. We are not interested in going back to the status quo. The United States of America is in this to win. And we will stand with Ukraine until victory is won. That was Congressman Jason Crow, a confirmed buffoon, telling us that we're not in it to achieve a stalemate. We're? Really? Some of us were under the impression, based on their public statements, that we were defending the sovereignty of another country, Ukraine. That it's not up to us, it's up to the voters of Ukraine, because Ukraine's a democracy. But here's Congressman Crow telling us we're not going to accept a, quote, stalemate. We're in it to win it. We're going to win. We're here till we get victory. Well, that raises the obvious question. What is winning? What is victory? How do we know when we've won? Well, Jason Crow didn't tell us. And neither, by the way, did Nancy Pelosi. She just said, we're going to keep sending weapons to Ukraine, quote, until the fight is done. We believe that we are visiting you uh, to say thank you uh, for your fight for freedom, that we are on a frontier of freedom, and that your fight is a fight for everyone. And so our commitment is to be there for you until the fight is done. How did we get here exactly? Do you feel betrayed? If you're one of the millions of good-hearted Americans who put a Ukrainian flag pin on your lapel or put one in front of your house expressing solidarity with the poor oppressed people of Ukraine, you probably didn't think you were signing up for this. Nancy Pelosi telling us we're in a war with a nuclear-armed power with no clear end date. Seen that movie before? Oh, we just finished one after 20 years in Afghanistan. Will it look like that? This is an open-ended conflict, said Nancy Pelosi, just like the war on terror. 
And just in case you missed it, they all repeated that line. Here's your nightmare again. Adam Schiff in charge of the war against Russia. Watch. The whole freedom-loving world has an interest in the outcome of this war and ensuring that Ukraine is victorious. Uh, and we are determined to do everything in our power to make it so. Uh, we are proud to stand shoulder to shoulder with Ukraine, and we will until it is won. These people are playing dress-up. They have no idea what they're talking about, and they don't care. They get to pretend to be statesmen for a day. But when Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi, again, people with a demonstrated years-long record of being willing to say anything for personal power, anything to improve the fortunes of their political party, when they're standing up with a foreign head of state saying, here's, a, here's an open check, you fill in the number, you got to wonder where this is going. We know where it could go. This is the most reckless foreign policy in our lifetimes, in American history. You are watching a group of decadent, in some cases senile leaders, casually dismiss the consequences of going to war with a nuclear armed nation. Dismiss the consequences of nuclear war. Like it's not even worth thinking about. But it is worth thinking about. They tell us daily Vladimir Putin is evil and insane, and that may well be true. But this same man has threatened to use nuclear weapons against the United States and Western Europe if this continues. And why don't we believe him? You may have missed this. The New York Times didn't seem to have time to cover it. But here's Russia's foreign minister just last week underscoring the point. Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov with a chilling warning. The risk of nuclear war is a real one. Speaking to state-run media, Lavrov said, quote, the danger is serious. It is real. It cannot be underestimated. He added that he did not want to see these risks of nuclear war, quote, artificially inflated. He does not see it as an artificially inflated sense. Risk, says Laz Lavrov. So what they're saying is, we will use nuclear weapons against you and your allies if you don't back off. If, for example, this seems existential, like you're trying to overthrow our government. It's hardly defensive Russia to say that's a real possibility and has been for quite some time. So it was two years ago that Vladimir Putin revised Russia's nuclear deterrent policy. Now, the new policy allows Russia to use nuclear weapons in response to a conventional strike. That means some sort of non-nuclear provocation. Now, in March, Russia's former president, Dmitry Medvedev, who sits on Russia's Security Council, reminded our country of this policy. He warned Joe Biden that Russia would indeed use nuclear weapons against the West in response to any, quote, act of aggression that is committed against Russia and its allies. Now, what would that look like? Would it include helping to shoot down a Russian transport plane carrying hundreds of Russian troops? The Pentagon has admitted doing that. You don't have to be for Russia to see that as a pretty reckless act and not just doing it, but then bragging about it to NBC News. Where does that get us? We should find out. We do know that Putin has placed Russia's nuclear forces on high alert. And again, Russia has the largest nuclear arsenal in the world. And again, why wouldn't he use those weapons? They tell us daily he is evil and insane, and he may well be. A risk? Yeah. But no one in Washington seems worried in the slightest. In fact, Congressman Adam Kinzinger, who's clearly something to live for at this point, is now calling for a blank check, an open-ended conflict in Ukraine, using the same legal justification that got us into Iraq for nearly 20 years. He wants an authorization to use military force. Watch. Senator Kane was with us, and he said it is too soon to begin talking about potential use of force in Ukraine. Do you think he's right? 
No, I don't. I, I don't think we need to be using force in Ukraine right now. I just introduced an AUMF, an authorization for the use of military force, giving the president basically congressional leverage or permission to use it if WMDs, nuclear, biological, or chemical, are used in Ukraine. It doesn't compel the president to do it. It just says if it is used, he has that leverage. There may be a point that we have to recognize you know, look, this is at World War II, prior to World War II, there were moments nobody ever wanted to get involved and eventually came to realize they had to. I hope we don't get to that point here, but we should be ready if we do. Prior to World War II, says Adam Kinzinger. So last year, Adam Kinzinger was a guy who'd been redistricted out of his own district and was trolling for some kind of cable news contributorship. The future looked grim for Adam Kinzinger. Now, Adam Kinzinger is on the Sunday shows every weekend doing his Winston Churchill imitation. So you can see there's a built-in incentive for mediocre and intellectually limited members of Congress to play the war hawk. But you have to ask yourself, why all of a sudden is everybody talking about chemical and biological weapons? It was just a couple of weeks ago that Joe Biden, the President of the United States, promised to respond, quote, in kind to the potential use of chemical weapons by Russia. In other words, the United States would use its chemical weapons against the Russians if they use theirs against the Ukrainians. And then, because you're not supposed to admit that you have chemical weapons, Joe Biden's national security advisor, whose memory still works, walked it back and told us, oh, no, no, the president misspoke, just like he did when he told us this was a regime change war. We would never use chemical weapons, said Jake Sullivan. But for some reason, a lot of people in Washington, in both parties, are still talking a lot about the U.S. using chemical weapons in Russia. Here's one of the most limited members of Congress, Michael McCall, Republican from Texas, widely regarded as a mouthpiece for the intel agencies. Listen to what he says. What would happen if a chemical weapon was dropped in Ukraine and or a short-range tactical nuke? The question there is, would the world idly sit back and watch that happen without doing anything? What would we, what should we do? I, I just find it hard to believe, and when I talk to the Secretary General of NATO, their job is really to defend NATO, not trigger Article 5. But in my judgment, that that's beyond the pale. That crosses a red line. And I think if that happens, uh, we would have to respond in kind. So stories like this give people like Michael McCall a chance to give you a moral lecture on television, which is the whole appeal. But again, all of a sudden you have sitting members of Congress access to high-level intelligence, talking casually about using chemical weapons or nuclear weapons against a nuclear-armed state. So it's not a defense of Russia. You don't have to believe Russia was justified in invading Ukraine. They weren't. It's not a defense of Putin to think to yourself, hold on a second here. How did we get here? Talking about nuclear war on the Sunday shows. Should we be? Are we ready for that? It's clear no one in the Biden administration cares or is worried about it at all. The escalation continues at a remarkable pace, and you know that if you watch the money. We're continuing to shovel cash to the government of Ukraine, which just last year, Democrats described as one of the most corrupt in the world, but whatever. And we're sending money to Ukraine at levels that are astounding. Joe Biden signed off on a funding package in March for $13.6 billion in aid for Ukraine. Then he sent an additional $1.3 billion in late April. Then he sent $350 million in February. He also sent $800 million in March. In addition to all of that, Joe Biden has requested another $33 billion for Ukraine. And that request includes funding for, quote, longer-range artillery of a heavier caliber. 
than the howitzers we've already been sending there. In other words, we're sending artillery to Ukraine that could easily strike Russian territory, and we're sending $33 billion to do it. Now, how much is $33 billion in a moment when Congress is writing checks for trillions? Well, to put it into context, $33 billion is more than double what the Biden administration spends protecting our national borders. And that's just one check to Ukraine, but it's double the annual budget to protect our borders. The Biden administration, in fact, it's more than double, just requested $15 billion for the entire budget for U.S. Customs and Border Protection, and just $8 billion for the U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. So we're spending twice on their borders what we spend on our own in one request, in one week. How much is $33 billion? Well, it's more than we spend on Veterans Affairs every month, taking care of our own veterans. And the saddest point of all of this is, it hasn't caused the Russians to withdraw from Ukraine, and no one's claiming that it will. It hasn't bankrupted Putin. It hasn't crippled the Russian economy. It certainly hurt our economy. What's going on here? Well, the Daily Mail is reporting that a Russian oligarch with close ties to Vladimir Putin, he's on the bad guy list, right? No, because he met with the president's son in Moscow several times to discuss investment deals. So that oligarch, strangely, is being sanctioned by the UK, but not by the Biden administration. The Biden administration, for all its bellicose talk about Russia, has decided not to sanction the one oligarch who's friends with the president's son. So just to restate, this has nothing to do with Ukraine. The war in Ukraine does not have anything to do with Ukraine, the long-term fortunes of the country, or the health and safety of its people. It has to do with a lot of other things. The Biden administration's request, for example, for Ukraine aid didn't see this coming, includes a pathway to citizenship for Afghan refugees, their spouses and children. Quote, the Secretary of Homeland Security, in the Secretary's discretion, may adjust the status of an Afghan national to that of an individual lawfully admitted for permanent residence. Oh, so in an aid package meant to defend the borders of another sovereign nation, we continue to degrade our own. Bet you didn't think defending Ukrainian democracy meant admitting tens of thousands of more foreign nationals into this country overnight. If you want to know why our leaders are determined to escalate this conflict, there's your answer. It means more power for them. It means revenge for the 2016 election. And if that means triggering a nuclear conflict between our nation and theirs, so be it. And there you have it. Tucker Carlson explained everything that I said uh, what, five days ago, last week. I made an audio about Biden giving, when I read that article about him giving $53.4 billion total to Ukraine. And I was saying how, how can you give your food that, that your family is hungry for? How can you give that food that you have to another family when your family is starving? The, the, the man worked and, and worked all day and day all week and he got his paycheck and he went out and bought food not for his family who was starving he bought it for the family down the street <laughs> come on y'all people are delusional people are delusional and it's showing big time all of the stuff that I've been talking about, all of the stuff that the Bible says is coming to pass. It's coming to pass. God's word will stand forever. 
Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall stand forever. And I've been talking about God's word this whole entire time. And people is just overlooking it. They just thinking that people are saying whatever they want. And, and they're censoring folks. And they're saying this is disinformation and all of this stuff. No, this is what the Bible says. And Satan is covering the folks' eyes. Satan is covering the folks' ears. Satan is showing you that you must do what I say. You must bow down and worship me. That's what he said. He took Jesus up in Luke chapter four. And that's what they're doing right now in America. These Democrats, these Democrats are taking America to the lake of fire. Listen to me now. They are taking America. That Bill Gates TED talk. Mm -mm. Y'all thought, no, nuclear weapons. See, Bill Gates and all these folks don't know the future. They don't, they, they telling you a new pandemic is coming and all this other stuff when we might not even see nothing because we get into war with Russia. They going, you think they ain't going to shoot their nukes right into Washington? Where do you think is the first nuke going? Even though we got all of these uh, counterintuitive programs and all that Russia's military is humongous this is this this war you think you think because America is supposed to be this great superpower no 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 once America started doing all of these different alphabet letters and all that it weakened America totally yeah it weakened America and they know it like all of the all of our enemies and all of these people that so-called uh, are allies to to these other countries that are against America because people really don't like America because all of these other uh, oligarchs and these uh, uh, these dictators, they want control. And so Joe Biden is doing the same thing that these other dictators are doing, controlling. There's no more freedom here. No, it's all about you do what I say or you don't you don't live, period. Because if, if these same folks that help people out in when the pandemic, when the pandemic first hit, these same EMS, firefighters, police officers, nurses, doctors and everything that was helping these folks. We didn't know what was going on. These same folks a year later were put out of their jobs forcibly. And you think that something's going to happen good for us? Please, that's all I got. Y'all take care and, and do your own research. Follow your own uh, 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 tune. And what I mean by that is study the word of God and see what it says about what's going on. Because it's plain as day and God is not a man that he should lie. God's been saying this stuff over and over and over again. Repent, every one of you, in the name of Jesus. And then forgive anybody who ever done anything wrong against you and you shall have eternal life. When you go down in the name of Jesus and get baptized for the remission of your sin. And then you receive the Holy Spirit who seals you until the day that Jesus come back. So that's all I have, beloved. Think about what's going on because we don't have long. And I'm just saying this. If they're willing to go to war with Russia over something that happened four and five, six years ago. Because 
the, the, the election was 2016 that, that, that Hillary Clinton lost and they did the Russia gate right after that. The first two and a, well, basically two and a half years that Donald Trump was in there, they, they tried to impeach him. Yeah, the whole time he was in there, they tried to impeach him because they wanted to, to, to carry out their plans, which they're doing now. And we see it. We see it. I don't understand why people said Donald Trump was so bad when now we see gas is $13 a gallon. <laughs> when he was in there, it was $1.75. Yeah, I remember. So, I mean, y'all can say whatever y'all want. Y'all can listen to Biden's disinformation, uh, uh, Homeland Security that, that they setting up so they can continue to censor. And then they got this lady who's this, this, it's super crazy, man. Y'all, y'all don't understand. If they can say that Hunter Biden's laptop was disinformation and then we come to find out that it's true. And this lady is the same one. This this so-called disinformation czar. She was the same one that said Hunter Biden's laptop was disinformation. And now she's in charge of their disinformation with the Homeland Security. And we don't think that you, when you say something on the Internet, that you're not going to get censored against Joe Biden, when you say anything against this administration, you're not going to get put down like I've been doing on YouTube, uh, whatever the platform you on, Twitter and all that. Well, Elon Musk so-called so buying Twitter, so maybe he's going to put it. But I told folks Elon Musk is of the Antichrist. Yeah, if you're putting chips in folks' brains, mm -mm, that ain't God. God ain't going God ain't going to tell you go down there and get a chip. Christ said in Matthew 24, they're going to come in my name and say, I am Christ. Christ was the power of God. And Elon Musk said, you get this chip up in your ear, in your head, we're going to heal you of your, your uh, paralysis. You got blindness. You got uh, 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 deaf, dumb. We can heal you of all that. You put this chip up in your brain. That's a form of Christ. And he told you, be not deceived, beloved. Read Matthew 24. And look at the landscape. Rumors of wars, wars. He said the end ain't going to come. Yeah, all of this stuff. Because these are rumors of wars. Yeah, the, what you just listened to with Tucker Carlson, these are rumors of wars. Because they're, they're getting ready for war. These are, we don't know if it's going to happen or not. But but it looks like it could be rumors, you know, getting people worried. Rumors are, 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 are Satan's way to get people worried. You understand? Because worry is a part of fear. Uh-oh. Yeah, Satan's tool is fear because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against power, principalities and powers, rulers of this dark and wicked age that we're living in, who are now forging a way to the new world order that 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 President Bush Sr., George Bush Sr. talked about back in 91 or 92, I think. We're forging a way to the new world order. From the UN's founders, that's what he said, and, and, and we will win. We will bring this new world order into fruition. And this is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. So be mindful. Keep your research on. Keep your prayer up because prayer works. The Bible says the effectual prayer of the righteous availeth much. So prayer works. Keep prayerful. Pray that God will reveal the truth of all these people that we consider leaders of our free world. Pray that God will show the truth to you and to your family and to your loved ones that you will now understand that you must be in the 
the, the family of Christ in order to be saved from all of this stuff that we're going through. This is nothing more than the same thing that happened in Genesis chapter 6 when Jesus said in Matthew 24 it was going to be as in the days of Noah. Noah took his family of the eight souls and went into the ark. You are the ark, but you must understand to, to, to have the, when you go into the ark, for the boat to, to seal you from all of the water that, that happened in, in Genesis 6, you need the Holy Spirit. He seals you from all the fire that will become, because remember, God's going to destroy the world by fire. Yeah, it's by fire this time, not water, by fire. So in order for you to understand that the fire cannot hurt the Holy Spirit, the fire, because he is a consuming fire. You understand? That's why when the Hebrew boys went in there into the uh, uh, the fiery furnace because they didn't bow down and worship when the music was played, the golden image. Listen now. Remember, because the Daniel talked about the, the, the last days. He saw Nebuchadnezzar saw four men instead of three in that fiery furnace. But remember, they took the furnace and made it seven times hotter. Read that in Daniel. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego yeah, read that. And it's the same thing that's happening today. We are in a consuming fire. The Bible tells us in chapter 13 that fire rained down from heaven during that time. And I was talking about that as being the election because it burned a lot of folks who so-called were in the body of Christ who said Trump was going to win. Everybody kept saying Trump was a shoe in to win the 2020 election. Paula White calling angels from, from Africa and Kenneth Copeland laughing crazily, hysterically that Joe Biden would be the president. You crazy. God told him. This is what he said. God told me that Donald Trump was going to be the president. And God told me, Sean Wade, he said he's going to get all of those false prophets. Yeah, he told me that in Ezekiel, he going to get all of those false, false prophets, those Marcus Rogers, those YouTube uh, personalities that said Trump was a shoe in the wind. Yeah, all of them people pledged their allegiance and said Trump was a shoe in the wind. There's no way in the world Joe Biden's going to win because he ain't even on the campaign trail. They got Obama out there uh, campaigning for him. So what do you think is going to happen? And then here it is, Joe Biden wins because and then we, we, we go about the, the, the election was stolen. Yeah, they caused, said the election was stolen and all that. It burned a lot of people. And that's where the fire rained down from heaven in chapter 13. That's what people, that's what that's what that meant. That fire burned people. It burned. It wasn't a literal fire. You understand? So th this is what they're doing today. So. Here at Truth Reveal, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. But if you teach a man how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. And fishing is doing your research. Fishing is understanding what's going on now in the landscape of the world. Not just here in America, but the world, the globe. Genesis chapter 11, the people are one again. This internet is making us one again. If you don't agree with me, we're taking you off our platform. So do your research, beloved. Love the Lord with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love the neighbor, your neighbor as you love yourself. That fulfills the law. Amen. Amen, beloved. Y'all take care and have a blessed week. In Jesus' precious name, I'm Sean Way. Truth revealed. Amen.
also sending to Congress a comprehensive package of, uh, that will enhance our underlying effort to accommodate the Russian oligarchs uh, and make sure we take their, take their, their ill-begotten gains. <laughs> We're going to accommodate them. We're going to seize their yachts, their luxury homes, and other ill-begotten gains of Putin's kleptocracy and the guys who are the kleptocracies. <laughs> but these are bad guys. Welcome to The Truth Reveal, where we're breaking the chains of mental slavery by giving you the solution to every problem, which is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That was just a clip of Joe Biden speaking about the current situation in Russia dealing with Ukraine and the war over there. And U.S. has already provided uh, aid to Russia in these different packages, uh, totaling billions and billions of dollars that they're sending to Ukraine to fight against Russia in this war. And we heard uh, in the beginning of this clip, Joe Biden speaking about the things and we hear the dementia and the the Alzheimer's in that too, man. Because like I, like I said again, I'm going to say it one more time. My stepdad had Alzheimer's and dementia and those were the same types of uh, things that he jumbled up words. He couldn't complete sentences. He, he was just, oh man, it was... He forgot who he was. This is my stepdad I'm talking about. And and Joe Biden ex- is is exhibiting these same symptoms. I mean, he's been doing it for a long time. And I said this uh, a year and a half ago, um, especially when he was on the uh, campaign trail and when he was just delusional about some of the things he was saying. And then when he was at the. Oh, it was just, oh man. And, and, and we 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 have this guy as the leader of the free world. And it's, it's, it's super sad to hear these things and to, to, to be a witness of what's going on right here in America. And no one is saying nothing. No one is, is fighting back to, to, to stop these things. We, we overlook these, these problems that we're having in America. And, and, and we, I guess we believe that it's going to get better, but if we're, if we're, uh, not, putting light on these dark situations, these Hunter Bidens, these Nancy Pelosi's with her uh, SEC dealings with these stocks and trading options and these, man, all of these politicians, they're, they're all corrupt. They're all corrupt. That's why I was like saying, I ain't gonna say all of them. I can't say that all of them. That's, that's too strong to say all, but majority. Put it that way, because if majority of them wasn't corrupt, they wouldn't be censoring information off the the internet because the government has already pulled in all of these people remember when ted cruz and um what's the other jim jordan and all of them had pulled in zuckerberg and dorsey from twitter and facebook and was talking about the censorship and everything and ted cruz was all giving that song and dance in a dramatic fashion and everything like that but nothing ever happened so it lets you know that they were that, that that it was just all a show Ted Cruz, you can't be censoring the president of the United States and deplatforming. It, it was just all a show because nothing stopped. I just got a strike on my YouTube channel uh day before yesterday over I put up about Joe Biden and this whole situation with Russia and him giving aid to our uh 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 
the Ukraine giving our taxpayer dollars to Ukraine when we have homelessness. We got uh, the border wide open. We got so many problems dealing right here in on our soil. You know, they, he's given more money to Ukraine than he's given to stop these folks at the border, given the Homeland Security and all of these protective uh, agencies that are, are dealing with this immigration, dealing with this, this, this and that, this is what I'm saying. It's like the, the people don't understand. Like, why did, why, why won't anybody say anything? Like, why won't anybody like see what Donald Trump had did and how we was having like a our economy was thriving and now Joe Biden he re, he did every undid everything that Donald Trump did and now our economy is in the dumps and we're sitting up here laughing with Trevor Noah because he's saying all these jokes about Joe Biden and, and I'm like yo did has anybody been to the gas pump lately <laughs> yo it seemed like I spent a hundred dollars a week on gas it's crazy it, it, this is unbelievable, and no one is saying anything. It's just like we're letting it go because what it's saying in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, God sent them into a strong delusion to believe a lie. When they started this whole uh, misinformation with this Russia, Russia, Russia collusion, and the, the laptop was Russia collusion, Russia disinformation and everything. And now the same lady who's supposed to be the czar of this new disinformation that they're setting up with the Homeland Security, she was one of the main people talking about the laptop was disinformation. And now she's in charge of this thing. And she's up there doing uh, uh, tunes, uh, kitty tunes, talking about different from, man, y'all. <laughs> Hold on, let me let you hear this. this. This is who is in charge of our information. She's supposed to be in charge of our information. <laughs> like if you put something on the internet. She's, <laughs> listen to this. Hold on. Because this is incredible. Hold on. Information laundering is really quite ferocious It's when a huckster takes some lies and makes them sound precocious By saying them in Congress or a mainstream outlet So disinformation's origins are slightly less atrocious It's how you hide a little idle lie It's how you hide a little idle lie It's how you hide a little idle lie When Rudy Giuliani shared that intel from Ukraine Or when TikTok influencers say COVID can cause pain They're laundering disinfo when we really should take note And not support their lies with our now, what you heard was Nina Jankowicz. That is Biden's disinformation czar. She is the one in charge of this Homeland Security disinformation team. All right. Now, I'm going to let these folks give you her background. Listen. This is Orwellian. This is a ministry of truth. And the person they've appointed is a Democrat propagandist. She pushed the uh, Russian collusion with the Trump campaign hoax. She pushed uh, the uh, hoax that uh, the laptop was some form of Russian information campaign. And then Harold says, what do you, you wasn't sure what to call it. It's the Disinformation Governance Board, or DGB, the in DGB. honor of... AGB, because that's what it is. It's oh. the thought police. This is a person 
who did who did doesn't say mom she says birth person she also says twitter is for cis normative white males so she's a woke bot the biden administration this week announced a new disinformation governance board within the department of homeland security the second largest agency behind the department of defense biden has placed nina jankowitz to run this division who has tweeted misinformation in the past several years including these tweets that president trump colluded with russia and that hunter biden's laptop was disinformation this of course coming to us years after all of the disinformation from democrats Republicans are criticizing your decision, the administration's decision to choose Nina Jankowitz to lead this disinformation board. They say she is not somebody who is neutral. Your response? Eminently qualified, a renowned expert in the field of disinformation. Absolutely so. The First Amendment to our Constitution states that the First Amendment to our Constitution states that Congress shall pass no law abridging the freedom of speech. So we've passed no such law. Uh, The president's job is to faithfully execute the law, so he has no authority to do this. This is Orwellian. This is a ministry of truth. And the person they've appointed is a Democrat propagandist. She pushed the uh, Russian collusion with the Trump campaign hoax. She pushed uh, the uh, hoax that the, the laptop was some form of Russian information campaign. Those are probably two of the most egregious and I would say effective uh, piece of disinformation. They had more impact on our body politic, on our elections than anything else I could think of. And it certainly had a greater impact than anything Russia ever could have dreamed of. And she was leading the charge on that disinformation. You can't make this up. This is the exact person that uh, this administration now is appointed to head this unconstitutional uh, disinformation governance board. Uh, this is outlandish. It should not be funded. It should never be established. Now, there you have it. You got all the background, the foundation on this Nina Jankowitz, and you're seeing what's going on. I don't know if anybody who's listening to this audio has ever read uh, George Orwell's 1984 book, um, Big Brother is Here. We've already seen it. Um, I always liken it into what Jesus talks about because the Lord is the one who gives us truth. And he said in the last days, it was going to be as in the days of Noah. And we see that the whole world in Genesis chapter six was corrupt, evil continuously. God in his heart was repentant that he had made man. And as we see what's going on, it's lies, kill, steal and destroy. This is the, the, the makeup of these demoncrats. Demoncrats. Put the N-O before the C. These are demoncrats. This is not normal that what's going on. This is not a constitution. This is not a democracy. This is not that. This is China. This is China that you're seeing right now. This is the dragon's territory that you're in. It's no longer the USA. It's no longer the United States of America. This is pledged allegiance to the dragon, which is ultimately Satan. And China and Yi has already, uh, the, the funds that they've established, what we've seen on 
the things that they've given uh, Hunter Biden through these laptops and through the information that Tony Bobulinski leaked uh, when he was talking to uh, uh, Tucker Carlson about the whole situations, he had proof. He had uh, mess text messages from all of the uh, parties that were involved. He had text messages from Hunter talking about his uh, chairman and then uh, the other guy, Rob Belinsky, uh, or Rob, uh, the other guy, uh, I don't remember his name. The, these guys, all of them in, involved in it, but he had, uh, they showed it. If you pull up Tucker Carlson and, and, and Tony Bobulinski's interview, you'll see that they uh, spoke about him having uh, explained to Tony that when Hunter said that my chairman, he said he was talking about his dad, which was Joe Biden. So these were all the, and the American people just overlooked it. This was all before the, uh, the actual, but I said that in Revelations chapter 13, that he causes fire to rain down. So, I mean, people probably wouldn't believe me, but I believe that the, the, it was a, a, a fixed election and the fire that it said in chapter 13 burned a lot of people. That's what the fire does. It burns. So that's what the Bible says in chapter 13 of Revelations that, the beast that came out of the sea, uh, out of the earth, he caused fire to rain down. And I said that Joe Biden was that beast that came out of the earth because he's been in Congress almost 50 years now. He's a uh, he was a senator from Delaware and he been basically since 2020 at that time. It was what, 30, 36 years, 37 years or whatever. <laughs> but he's been there for a long time, plagiarizing everybody else's. But just do your research on Joe Biden's history as a congressman or a senator. Just watch his clips. Watch. This was the third time he ran for presidency, and he plagiarized the first two times. Old people, uh, uh, old presidents, JFK, all of these different people who won Nobel Peace Prizes. Everybody, he took people's words and made them his own and didn't think nobody would know. But, you know, this guy, man, he's nothing but a, 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 a carbon copy. See, in other words, he's just a, a shell of what whoever has the highest bid, <laughs> you can get him to operate. And so that's what's going on right now. And I just wanted people to know that um, we're headed down a slippery slope with this whole uh destroying of our democracy destroying of our first amendment right which should never be destroyed because once you silence uh someone's right to speech you now uh transform their lives and everybody else's involved into a dictatorship you know you do what i tell you to do you can't say and this is what they're doing and so now we see like i said it's the carbon copy of china and everybody over here is wearing masks it's the same thing. All the stuff that's been going on is the same thing. It started from Fauci with his gain of function research over in Wuhan, China, with the virology and all of that stuff. They found out that's what's true. People were saying that he was calling Rand Paul a liar and all that stuff. Now they found out that he did supply money. He did, uh, NIH did give money to these uh, these Chinese, um, well, actually it was Yi, actually. And uh, they were doing this thing to to basically create a super weapon, you know what I mean, which was the coronavirus. And they found out the truth. Congress just found out the truth about this stuff. And now one of the congressmen has said that he wanted Fauci to be put up in front of a firing squad and executed. Pull it up. 
It's in there. Pull it up. It's in there. You need to look it up. It's just like Prego. It's in there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they're 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 doing these things that are unbelievably crazy right now. You know, understand that the time is going backwards. It's not going forward. We're going back into these medieval days. You know what I mean? Where he talking about firing squads and the, you know, because I was telling folks it's going to be uh, guillotines and all of the stuff that's going to be about because this is the wickedness that is uh, here and it's going to be here for oh my goodness until Christ turns it around with the breath of his mouth with the breath of his mouth I'm telling you so all you got to do is do your research on everything I just showed you listen to it understand it and know that Christ is letting you know that the end is coming the end is coming Matthew 24 read that chapter Matthew 24, if you can't read it in the King James, get you a living Bible. Go on the internet and go to BibleGateway.com. And then it on it, in there, you can type up any type of uh, scripture you want to look at. And then you can put it in different versions so you can understand it. You know, because a lot of people are, are, they don't like the King James version because we don't speak in those languages. And it's hard to understand. So it, it, it discourages a lot of people to read. But if you can read it in the NIV or any type of contemporary to where you can understand it and then go back and research the words that you read with the Hebrew language. Because remember, the Western words and the Eastern words are two different things. You know, they got same words like uh, uh, plain and, you know, plain, like you might have a word that says plain and then you might have another word that says plain, but they're both spelled this, uh, differently. P-L-A-I-N and then P-L. A-N-E, you know what I'm saying? You got one that's plain, nothing on it, and then you got an airplane, you know, a plane in the sky, you know, but they're the same words, but you got to understand that when they're used in a sentence, then you can understand of how it's spelled. So it's the same thing as when you're reading the word of God, you got to, you know, do your references to the Hebrew because the original Bible was written in Hebrew. That was our first language. Hebrew, you know, Abraham's folks, he was a Hebrew. Abraham was a Hebrew. So um, these things um, that we must understand and see and and be diligent about it, you know, for the Bible says, um, delight thyself and uh, delight thyself with the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So you got to delight yourself in him, you know, which is understanding that he's given you an opportunity to see the future, basically. You know what I mean? And by all of the audios that I place on here, man, I just do it in love. I do it because I want people to be informed and I want people to make the right uh, decisions because, man, they're, they're, they're lying to us. They're lying and conniving and stealing and killing and destroying and all of the stuff that they're supporting. We should be aware that this is not of God. This is not of God. God is not in kill, steal, and destroy. He was not with the BLM. He was not with ripping down people's property, burning up police stations, taking over uh, um, city halls in Seattle and doing all that. But a lot of these things, God was pointing me. These places, 
and and all of the stuff that happened with the BLM and the riots and all of that stuff. These places, these uh, Seattle's and Minnesota's, you have to understand that God was pointing at these places to show you who was running these places. And when I started to do my research, I realized in Seattle, Paul Allen ran a lot of the stuff who was, uh, uh, he was a co-founder of Microsoft with Bill Gates. And I started doing research on that. And then I started to see Paul Allen came out with his own book speaking about Bill Gates and telling them how he was the devil and working for him was like being in hell and he stole all of his information and he really took all of what Paul did and he tried to take Paul, um, him and uh, Steve Ballmer tried to take and, and drain all of his assets because Paul had got cancer and man, it's crazy. You read that book and you'll be, you'll be, you'll think of Bill Gates as something different. See, a lot of people don't know, and and when he was interviewed by Leslie Stahl, she tried to demean him because Bill Gates is a philanthropist, and everybody knows that he has a lot of influence and a lot of power because he was the richest man of the world for so many years, over over probably our whole generation, and a generation is 40 years, but I say at least 20 at least 25 years, 30 years, Bill Gates has been the richest man and he was overtaken by Jeff Bezos and then uh, ultimately Elon Musk. But he's been doing philanthropy for so long and he's been doing it in these third world countries where prominent people of color and they've been operating and using these people as guinea pigs. You know what I'm saying? And his wife and uh, the whole situation, when you start doing your research on it and see these clips about him and her going over into India and Africa and all of these places and showing these women how to abort babies. And and, and it's, it's, it's totally, I had tears in my eyes when I saw her talk to the uh, reporter and she said it, it was an aha moment to teach these women how to kill their kids, well, how to abort their babies and to have, because she said many of them was having and 10 and, and 12 kids and stuff and she she was starting to teach him to 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 have abortions to have at least two or three kids and then I let people hear Bill Gates said that healthy people don't want to have children <laughs> yeah he said he said the more healthy you are the more or less you'll want to have ch- let me let you hear that real fast because it's on one of my other audios but most of the time I like to quote uh put like sort of put a cosign on what I'm saying so that you'll know it's just not me it's from the horse's mouth and then you can say wow (laughs) he really did say that yeah so let me let you hear that part in this year's annual letter Melinda and I take the toughest questions we get asked and give our answers one that's come up for a long time is as we make the world healthier is the population going to get so big that feeding everybody and maintaining the environment is going to be impossible. Here we can see a chart that looks at the total world population over the last several hundred years. And at first glance, this is a bit scary. We go from less than a billion in 1800, and then three, four, five, six, and 7.4 billion where we are today is happening even faster. So Melinda and I wondered whether providing new medicines and keeping children alive, would that create more of a population problem? What we found out is that as health improves, families choose to have less children. And this effect is very, very dramatic. We find that in every country of the world, this... 
let me play that one more time. When families improve their health, they have less children. We're going to play that one more time. One more time. That's what he said. When families improve their health, they have less children. I, so he's saying everybody that have a lot of children are unhealthy people. <laughs> we got a lot of unhealthy suckers running around here, don't we? Here, listen one more time. That as health improves, families choose to have less children. And this effect is very, very dramatic. We find that in every country of the world, this is repeated. The population growth goes down as we improve health. So we've taken that chart that shows the global population growth, and we've actually extended it out all the way to 2100. And we can see that instead of continuing, it actually flattens out. Another way to see that is through this rate of population growth. And you can see that in the 60s, that reached a pretty high number, over 2% per year. And it's now come way, way down. Now, 11 billion people still a lot, but the good news is that the faster we improve health, the faster family size goes down. And so we can feel great about saving those lives. Listen to that one more time. He said, this is good news. Listen. But the good news is that the faster we improve health, the faster family size goes down. And so we can feel great about saving those lives. So there you have it. Truth revealed. All I'm doing is giving people the truth. We are, we are coming to the end of all of this stuff and it's, it's super sad, man, that people aren't really seeing what's really truly going on and it's happening right before our eyes and we're just floating down the stream. Merrily, 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 merrily. Life is but a dream. That's all I got. I love y'all, man. Y'all take care. And always remember that if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. But if you teach a man how to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. Thanks so much for joining us at Truth Revealed. I'm Sean Way. Take care, beloved, and be blessed. Amen. Amen.